Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today we are going to be talking about a common issue that men have where they say that their wife is not romantic and they think that this is only her and they feel like every woman on TV and that they see on social media or that they ever used to date is romantic and their wife is not. And so we're going to discuss why that happens and, uh, you know, just kind of the whole dynamic that would lead to that. Uh, First, I will tell you to subscribe. Most recent subscribe, well, forget most recent, the next subscriber episode is going to be when you are smarter than your spouse and and what happens in that situation, which people don't really say out loud, but they know how to say it without saying it. And there are individual variations in all things. And so how does it work when one person is just kind of smarter than the other person in that, you know, sense of smarter. (laughs) I mean, there's all kinds of intelligence, but we're talking about the kind where like you think quickly and make connections quickly and the other person does not. Uh, Processing speed for those of us who have um, ever studied, uh, what is it, assessment. Anyway, so you'll get that and about 123 other episodes if you subscribe. Okay, so a lot of guys say, why is my wife not romantic? Like everybody else says their wife's so romantic. And this is, you know, they love flowers and they love poems and they love to be hugged and kissed and all this shit, right? And so, but my wife is just a cold fish and she's an ice queen and she's, insert other cliche here, and she is just not responsive or receptive to any of my romantic overtures. All right, well, first of all, not all women are um, romantic, you know? This is, like, not, not a gender thing. This is, an, in fact, more men are romantic than women because evolutionarily men can put a lot of women on pedestals and want to sleep with loads and loads of women and spread their seed far and wide, whereas women have to be more pragmatic and they have to take into account, like, what's this man's, like, you know, ability to be a father? Like, I only get to have X amount of babies, not infinity like he does, you know? So if I'm going to put, like, 10 months of gestation plus, you know, the raising of the baby into it, is this person going to help me? Is he stable? Is he reliable? Is he a good provider? Is he strong? Is he smart? Etc. So women have to be more pragmatic in that regard. Of course, young people in general tend to romanticize everything. So everybody's more romantic when they're younger. And, um, you know, so a young woman of any type will be more romantic. But honestly, there's individual variations in that as well. There's a lot of women who are just never romantic, not even when they're 16 years old. And these women tend to think that romance is kind of stupid and made up for movies and it isn't really real. It's very, very similar to sex drive. Romantic drive is very similar to sex drive, right? So even though, um, like, like, a, like I just did a video on like asexuality and I was like, you know, how do you know your spouse is asexual? Well, it isn't whether or not they're having sex with you because spouses who are asexual will have sex. They'll do it like they'll do other things that they don't really have any idea why they're doing, like watch the game with you when they don't like sports or something. So, but the re- but the way that they'll treat sex is like that. It's like going out to dinner or, you know, playing a card game or doing the laundry or clipping your toenails or anything that like you just do in the world you know, because you have to, but they don't like get any sort of um, specific sexual pleasure out of it and wouldn't really even know what that meant. 
So it's the same thing when people are not romantic. And again, there are many non-romantic women. So it isn't all avoidant attachment because, you know, there's a huge overlap with avoidant attachment, but it's not all of it. So there's a lot of romantic avoidant attachment women. They romanticize very like super alpha dominant guys and will feel uh, romantic flutterings about these guys but then being avoidant women when they get into the you know into a long-term relationship with one of these guys they'll like kind of not really want to be so close but they can understand what romance is you know but there are other people that just don't have any romantic drive and like now with like the whole asexual spectrum and people having all these different labels for different uh you know ways of being in the world vis-a-vis sex romance etc it could also be called aromantic you know, there's asexual and there's aromantic as well. And, you know, what is this person? Well, it's somebody who doesn't really have any idea why there are romantic movies. They think it's just kind of silly. Like the way that I know that like Tom and Jerry are not a real cat and mouse who hit each other but bounce up again, you know, I know that. I feel that I know that. Maybe maybe I don't, you know. Maybe Tom and Jerry do exist somewhere. But I feel deeply that I know that that's only a cartoon and isn't real. And when people who are not romantic look, watch these movies, romance movies, they know it in their mind. They think they know viscerally, truly, that that is not real and is only for entertainment the way that I know that Tom and Jerry isn't real. But yet, (laughs) they are wrong because plenty of people do feel some of the feelings in romantic movies, not constantly, but, you know, in young love, in the honeymoon stage, etc. When you do have a romantic side, you have felt something like romantic movies before. And if you are a romantic person, but you've never gotten to feel that because, for example, you married the one person that ever, you know, that you ever loved and ever had sex with and they are not a romantic person, then you're going to feel very deeply upset, just as deeply as a man who is a late bloomer and like, let's say, waits till marriage for romance, for uh, sex rather, feels when he's partnered with a woman who hates sex. It's like, oh my God, I have this whole drive. I know that I like this thing in theory, but I'll never get to put it into practice. And that's how people of both genders feel when they are partnered with somebody who's not romantic if they're romantic. So what is the overlap with avoidant attachment? Well, avoidant attachment is people that do not like romance within long-term relationships. That's how I would qualify it. So Even if you're an avoidant attachment person, within the honeymoon stage, you can be romantic or may not be romantic. Like there's a, there's a, that flow chart diverges into two boxes. Avoidant attachment goes into, you know, romantic and honeymoon stage, not romantic and honeymoon stage. But then it's like in the later relationship, most avoidant attachment women are not romantic at all. So it's just like not there anymore. There's like too much vulnerability involved once you know somebody that well that you're in this long-term forever relationship, then the vulnerability of being romantic at that stage is very, very difficult for them, you know? And frequently avoidant attachment women 
really don't want date night at all, but if they do, they get just drunk, you know, so that they can maybe be fun or have some fun. But like, otherwise it's way too vulnerable. It's like cringe, as the young people say, to be sitting there across the table from somebody who wants to look into your eyes and say something about how pretty you look. And it also reminds me, by the way, this whole thing, I just uh, did some sort of video or whatever I do, a live or something about like compliments and like how, you know, most women really like compliments. Oh, it was the recent, now it won't be recent when you hear it, but it just came out today about um, when men, uh, like the best way to get your wife to be hotter is to already act like she's hot or something. You know, it has hot in the title and you could use a search engine on the Spotify app. Again, go within the Dr. Psych Mom show, scroll, scroll all the way to the top of all the episodes and then there's an empty search bar so you could search within podcasts. That was a real... Um, positive event that occurred in the Spotify app update. But anyway, so put the word hot in. But the point is, is that if you compliment your wife and you make a big deal about how hot and sexy she is, then usually she starts to dress hotter and sexier because she has more confidence and it's a virtuous cycle. But then a lot of guys on Facebook were like, fuck no, because my wife is avoiding attachment. And the more I compliment her, the more she looks at me like I'm a cockroach that she wants to you know, smash. So yes, that is true. If your wife is avoidant attachment, and again, you should have listened to my podcast on avoidant wives before this one. And also my entire overview of attachment styles would be useful as well. Um, That's a paid one, but the avoidant wives one is free. Um, So if your wife is avoidant attachment, then she's really not going to be romantic within long-term monogamy, no matter what. Um, but what are some signs, by the way, because you're like, well, shit, you said that some women are avoidant, but they're romantic at the beginning. Well, then how the hell would I know she's going to stop being romantic? Well, she's always a little weird about romance. She always will think some things are, quote, corny or cheesy or cringe, depending how old she is. You know, like she's never fully into it. Like she'll laugh and smile more. She'll like it more then she later will, but she won't like it as much as somebody else. You know, so if you're a romantic kind of person, then you really ought to be going for a romantic kind of person. But since you do not have a time machine and you want to make your relationship work, then it would be, it would behoove you to try to figure out all the positives of being with a woman who's not romantic. You know, if you're like romantic and you're missing that, there's a lot of positives to being with a woman who's not romantic. And frequently she's more practical. She's more pragmatic. She fills in for your deficit. So a lot of like totally like impulsive ADHD, like fucking romantic guys that are like all over the place and can remember to bring home flowers but not to pay the water bill are partnered with very practical women. And if there was just two of that guy, like they would like literally have no water because neither of them would pay the water bill, you know? And so a lot of guys, especially guys with ADHD or uh, who are more generally impulsive or um, less organized, partner themselves with very non-romantic but very practical, pragmatic, conscientious women. And this is actually good for them and for their children, but they don't get to have that romantic piece. Well, you know what? We don't all get to have everything. And also you can, you know, go to couples counseling or not, or just somehow express it yourself using the words that I'm telling you and say, like, it would be, like, really nice for me if, like, sometimes you would say some nice things about me, even if it's just via text or email, because that's really what romance is. It's a lot of words of affirmation and recognition and appreciation and compliments 
And if your wife never does that, but she is a pragmatic person and the marriage is good overall, then she may decide to just do it. You know, if she knows what you want, when you just say to her, oh my God, why aren't you romantic? You don't give me the right reactions. Then what the fuck? Like, you know, she doesn't know what that looks like. She probably grew up in a house where her mother acted the exact same way as she did. So you say, oh, it would mean a lot to me if when I give you flowers, you would give me a hug and a kiss. Now that is practical. So she could do it. And you know what? You may think that that wouldn't matter to you once you have to tell her what to do. But that's just bullshit. You know, like how you feel good. Like, like if your wife says to your kid, like, oh, daddy did such a good job, you know, teaching you how to swim today. Don't you want to give daddy a big hug? And your kid comes over and gives you a big hug. You still like that hug unless your kid is like, fuck you, dad. But that doesn't happen, you know. And so you still like the hug, even though we had to be prompted. So you would still like your wife's hug and kiss, even if you had to be the one to tell her to do it. And I have a whole post about this that's gender inverted. Um, the title is something like, it isn't bad if your husband needs to learn the words to make you feel close. Because a lot of women in this position with partnered with non-romantic men say, well, if I have to tell him what to say to me, that it doesn't count. Fuck, that's crazy. That is absolutely wrong. And that's a good way to get divorced. So a person who doesn't do the shit that you ask them to do is one situation. But then there's somebody who actually would do this stuff, but you just won't even ask them to do it because of something in your mind about like how they should already know. And that's just setting somebody up to fail and it's setting you on the path to potential divorce court, which you don't want to be on. So what is the TLDR? What's the takeaway from this? People are romantic and non-romantic, no matter what the gender is. Your wife is not the only one that doesn't like flowers and poetry and romance. You can tell her what would be meaningful to you, which is usually in the, in the realm of hugs, kisses, physical touch, and words of affirmation. Those are the romantic ones. I don't have a lot of guys who come in and they're like, oh, she doesn't know how to pick me out a romantic gift. Most guys don't give a shit about that one. If you're the lone one that does, that's a very easy one to tell her to do. But otherwise, you can verbalize it. Like, I would like if you hugged and kissed me. I would like if you sat next to me on the couch. I would like if you, you know, made eye contact instead of looking at your phone. Like, there's things that you can say that are very helpful utilitarian concepts that can instruct her how to approximate more romance, which honestly is gonna be fine for the majority of people unless you are somebody you know who is just kind of never happy and that's some that that would be a you problem like if no matter what she does you keep yearning for somebody who's wired like you well then either you got to move out of the marriage you got to move on because you'll never be happy or you could do some deep work on whether you would be happy in any sort of situation because the woman who you remarried that was more romantic might be less of many other useful things that your wife has, such as the ability to pay the water bill or to get your kids to the doctor on time, etc., etc., etc. So as usual, there is no free lunch, right? DPM fans, yes, there is no free lunch. Okay, so I hope that you found this useful and I hope that you subscribe because tomorrow's is going to be what to do when you married an idiot. No, that's not the title, but that's funny. Um, but no, really, just the differences in intelligence and in spouses. And just as a spoiler, just as I believe that there are differences between men and women, I do believe that there are differences in, in many, many things, including ability to dance well, ability to sing, ability to think quickly and logically on your feet. <laughs> so like there are there are differences between human beings, individual differences. And so what do you do in the case where this comes in the realm 
of intelligence. And, and this is not a problem I invented because so many people come in and say, and particularly women come in and say, I don't respect his intelligence. What do I do? All right, so that's, that is your big wind-up so that you could go and subscribe so that you hear that one in two days. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day, guys.